What is up, guys? Welcome to Talk Flagler Weekly News Roundup, uh, third episode. Uh, no, no guest interview on the show today, which is certainly all right. We've got some really exciting ones coming up, but uh, yeah, let's just dive right into it. Uh, go, go through some of the uh, week's news. So, uh, first off, weather forecast: um, pretty much going to be mostly in the mid 80s this uh, coming week. Pretty much 84, 85, 86. Um, we are looking at potentially some thunderstorms on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But uh, according to the forecast, we should be pretty much clear at that point until Monday, the next Monday. Uh, throughout the week, there's always a little bit of a chance of rain, but uh, not what the forecast is scheduling. Uh, now, getting into the government and business portion of the news. Uh, might as well just dive right into it. The big story of the week. Victor Barbosa, Palm Coast City Councilman, is being investigated as uh, having potentially uh, committed crimes of extortion, robbery, and assault in Costa Rica. Now, uh, this is just an investigation right now. We don't know for 100% that uh, our Victor Barbosa that lives here in Palm Coast committed these crimes. What we do know is there was someone in Costa Rica in 2018 named Victor Barbosa who did some horrible stuff. Now, um, Victor Barbosa, our, our Victor Barbosa has, uh, denied these, um, these allegations outright. Um, he is saying is, you know, it's a common name is, uh, the explanation he, um, has offered and that it was likely someone of the same name doing some of this stuff. But, uh, so they found out about this when Barbosa was in a car accident back in March, he was in a, a minor wreck on old Kings and forest Grove drive. Uh, the wreck itself was not a big deal. He was uh, perfectly in good health afterward, but they ran a little routine background check after, and, uh, it took a few days, six days, but, uh, a ping came up from a database saying that there is a Victor Barbosa who is a fugitive from the law in Costa Rica. Now, again, you know, we don't want to jump to conclusions on this. Um, we don't know for a fact that this is the one who serves on our city council, but the Flagler County Sheriff's Office has been saying that they are confident, given the investigations that they have done, that this would be their man. Now, uh, as for the recording of this podcast, Barbosa is not in custody or anything. He's not been approached by law enforcement to be arrested, but... You know, you, you never know at this point with this story. It's just absolute insanity. One of the craziest stories in a year with a whole lot of crazy stories. So, you know, certainly nothing concrete right now. Um, you want to wait until more information comes out before really leaping to conclusions, obviously. But um, in the event, this were the case, you know, so just say worst case scenario, say he did do this. Uh, the procedure at that point would be uh, the council member would be and any council member who commits a crime in this case would be uh, suspended from their post. Um, they would be removed by the governor's office. That would be uh, the state's responsibility and uh, a new <clears throat> special election would have to be held, which would certainly be quite chaotic for the city because we're already in the midst of one. 
to replace um, a mayor who resigned earlier this year. So whew, certainly just having a one heck of a, a summer, the city of Palm Coast. But uh, Barbosa released a statement to Facebook just after, and it read, <clears throat> I am shocked just like everyone else. I've never been convicted of anything. This is the first time that I am seeing or hearing of this, and I don't understand why they're doing this. I had dinner just the other day with Sheriff Rick Staley. We never talked. He mentioned anything of this nature. Or sorry, we talked. He never mentioned anything of this nature. All that I'm guilty of is the love of my city, and I do do not take my job as a part-time job. I work every day since I have been in office. I love my job. I love helping our community. Of this, I am, am guilty. So uh, <clears throat> Barbosa goes on to... Um, you know, he points out um, he would like to see more news coverage for the um, the Alphan campaign and the PAC donations they are receiving. So that's um, certainly that's Victor's stance on the issue. But uh, yeah, so crazy, crazy news week here in Palm Coast. But uh, moving on in um, the government and business section, <clears throat> the uh, Alan Lowe campaign for mayor has. Um, shared a little bit of frustration with code enforcement recently in regards to campaign signs. So basically what the low camp is saying is the city sent out an email to a few candidates to low to David Alfin and to Cornelia Manfrey saying that some of their signs were a little too close to the road and they want, they asked the candidates to move the signs back. And so according to low, their camp did do this. They moved the signs back. The other two did not, and code enforcement has not done anything. That is what the uh, campaign is saying has frustrated them. Now, the numbers quoted to some of these candidates in the email, and one, it said it should be 27 feet from a road. And another, it said it should be 64 feet. One was 67, 39, 22. There was a, a few figures, depending on the road, that were given to the candidates in the email sent, how far the signs should be from the side of the road. The uh, Code of Ordinances for the city lists that a sign shall be two feet from public rights of way, 15 feet from property lines, and... Um, it does not list these particular numbers in the code. So still a little bit unclear where that came up, but um, Lowe said that he was not aware that this was not written in the code when they moved the signs. Uh, of course, to speak nothing to the veracity of their frustrations, that is currently where the campaign is coming from. Uh, another story in government and business uh, also on the Palm Coast City Council, Ed Danko had an impassioned uh, speech at the end of last week's council meeting. He um, very frustrated with a, a, a few different people, a handful, actually. He started up with um, Matt Morton. Danko has accused Morton of launching a political smear campaign against himself. Uh, he said Morton is working with the Palm Coast Observer to do so, uh, working in tandem with John Walsh, the publisher of the Observer, to tarnish Danko's reputation. That is what he is saying there. Danko also in maybe the, I guess, the headline 
um, part of this, these statements that he made, he has referenced what he said was an off the record confidential briefing from a law enforcement agency in which he was informed that former mayor, Melissa Holland is under criminal investigation. And that was the reason why she resigned, not for her daughter's health as stated. Now, um, None of the other council members, including acting mayor Eddie Branchino, uh, said they had received the same briefing. Danko said there was one other person in the room with him in the briefing, and he did not specify who that was. He also did not specify which law enforcement agency. But uh, he made those um, statements public in the council meeting. Um, Further, Danko was very frustrated with uh, some misconduct allegations that came out against him recently. Um, a few city employees filed complaints with the city that Danko had attempted to improperly instruct them. Council members are not allowed to instruct city employees to do anything. Um, and they had filed grievances against him that, uh, he had improperly acted within the scope of his seat on the city council. Danko, extremely frustrated by these allegations has vowed to fire with cause, he says, acting um, city manager Denise Bevan for not closing this case. That was the um, rationale Danko gave, his reasoning. Uh, furthermore, uh, Danko was very frustrated with Bill Reichman, the city attorney, and threatened to terminate the contract with his firm. Danko said he would wait to do these two things until a new mayor was elected. His plans certainly seemed to be hinging on uh, Alan Lowe winning the mayoral race. Lowe was a close friend of Danko, and uh, the two have worked together on Lowe's campaign. Uh, meanwhile, Danko and Barbosa, whose vote Danko might also have been counting on, both did not go as far as to say they would go along with potentially doing this. They Neither one committed to it. They were a little... You know, they both kind of wanted to wait a little bit more. And uh, Barbosa was a little frustrated with the idea that he was, you know, supposedly going to be, you know, a given second for uh, for Danko. So he, he spoke out against that. He's, uh, he uh, reiterated that he is his own council member and does not want to be considered a part of any coalition on the council with Danko. But that was... Uh, that was what went down that past Tuesday. Uh, moving on, culture. Um, not a whole lot in the whole arts sphere going on this week, but uh, Hurricane Elsa passed over, uh, passed around Flagler County without causing too much trouble. Certainly has been a little bit of rain in recent memory, but luckily no major hurricane landfall or tropical storm. So Flagler County uh, dodges a bullet on that one. I feel like it's safe to say. Uh, that was definitely creating a lot of worry, a lot of emergency shopping in the lead up to it. But uh, if you need to learn more about how to uh, prepare for a hurricane or any natural disaster, make sure you go back a couple episodes ago and listen to our interview with Jonathan Lord. He is Flagler County's emergency management director, lays out a whole lot of really good information about that. Uh, let's see. Next up, Freedom Fest at the airport on July 3rd really cool event uh went off without a hitch there was uh, a bunch of really cool aircraft on display to go in there and see there were a whole lot of booths from local businesses 
uh, programs from like law enforcement was there. A lot of elected officials were on hand. Paul Renner was there. The county commission was there. My favorite moment of the uh, event, um, kind of getting back in the mayoral race a little bit, but Alan Lowe candidate was on a dunk tank. Certainly a lot of fun. And one of his opponents, Cornelia Manfrey, sunk him on the first throw. It was a great moment to people who are in opposition in this particular race to manage to have a lot of fun, get a lot of laughs. And uh, yeah, it was a great, great day all around. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Crime and Sheriff. So this is easily my favorite story of the weekend. There was a call in the C-section of a baby deer wedged between a garage and a screen door. And so the sheriff's office was called out to help with that. And deputy Cameron Punsky responded and was able to safely rescue the baby deer from where it was uh, trapped. There was no sign of the mother anywhere. They were not able to determine there was a nearby mother deer um, to reunite the baby with. So they were able to translate or transfer, sorry, transfer the deer to a local rehab center. And uh, lastly, in the mayoral election portion, uh, a couple of big endorsements have come out recently. Nick Clufus and Eddie Branchino on the city council have endorsed David Alfin. They say he is their pick to join them as the figurehead of the council. Um, Ed Danko and Barbosa, the other two members uh, of they endorsed Alan Lowe a while back, but uh, these are the new endorsements that have come out. Election day is on July 27th. Make sure you uh, get out there and vote if you live in Palm Coast. And a uh, new story, Kathy Ostrino, another of the six candidates in the race, uh, reported receiving a very troubling email from a man named Gene Perez, who was heading up uh, a forum, a mayoral forum taking place at Carabas in the morning on uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, they were discussing having a photo of Kathy for the flyer of the event. And Perez um, made apparently a joke in the email where he said, even if you have to send a bikini photo, paraphrasing, um, Ostrino was not particularly appreciative of that comment. She called it, quote, offensive, sexist, demeaning, gross. Um, Ostrino is still planning on attending the event, but that caused a little bit of blowback. She also spoke with Fernando Fernando Melendez, the uh, campaign manager for David Alfin, about the issue. Uh, Gene Perez is uh, a supporter of David Alfin's campaign. He appeared in an Alfin commercial. Uh, In the correspondence, Melendez really wanted to reiterate that Perez is not a member of the Alfin campaign. That was his, you know, his response to it. And so he really wanted to make that known in the, um, as he was talking to Ostrino, but he said he would get with Perez. Uh, nonetheless, that has been all the correspondence the Alfin campaign has had with Ostrino. And she is saying she's very frustrated about that and would like to see more of an apology from the Alfin campaign. So, um, that as long as well as all the other stories from today's episode you can read about on askflagler.com your source of unbiased news in flagler county um with that that's pretty much the uh the highlights of the local news um as always you can stream this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts 
And um, if you want to advertise with Ask Flagler, help support good quality unbiased journalism in Flagler County, go to askflagler.com. And on the top of the page, you will see where it says advertise. So you click on the button that says advertise. And uh, we would love to have feature your business, your campaign on the site. So uh, with that, I hope everybody has a great week. And we will see you next week for the uh, fourth episode of Talk Flagler Weekly News Roundup. Thanks for listening.